0: at SFM Radio, and at Stephen Grootes on Twitter. Well, this morning in the High Court in Joburg, two people who were working for and with the security police, Christian Roruch and Klo Lamedi in Filipica, are faced charges, facing charges, very interesting charges actually, kidnapping, murder, and then crimes against humanity of murder and apartheid. Now, I wasn't aware that in our law you could charge someone with crimes against humanity. And this is for the murder of what were called the COSAS 4. This happened a very long time ago in the early 1980s. And the four people who were killed were Eustace Madikelep, Peter Matabane, Faniana and Klapo and then also the attempted murder. So three people killed, uh, one other attempted murder of Zandile Musi. What happened was, as I understand it, these four activists were working for COSA, so representing, uh, you know, schoolchildren in the anti-apartheid movement, and they were lured to a particular place that had been rigged to explode. That's my understanding of the story. Dr Zaid Kimi is the executive director of the Foundation for Human Rights. Dr Kimi, good morning. Hello, Dr. Kimmy. Are you with us? Okay. Very strange uh, line we're having there. Hi. Do-
1: hi. Good morning, Stephen. Can morning. Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can, Dr. Kimmy. Have I got that? Uh, sto- but- Have I got that story right? The COSAS four were basically lured to a particular location that was rigged with explosives.
1: Yes, that that is certainly the evidence that was given before the TRC hearings and the confirmation of the amnesty committee when it denied amnesty to the several perpetrators that were implicated at the time.
0: Some of those perpetrators have passed away, two still alive. Why were they never prosecuted? Has any reason been given?
1: Uh, no official reason in respect of the process 4, um, these, these four victims. There seems to have been very high-level executive interference in the NPA not to proceed with prosecution of apartheid-era crimes of those who were not amnesty. Um, we don't know the who or the why, but there have been as far as admissions in various previous court applications that there was political interference by the NPA. And it's only now that we are seeing the of 4 as one of three matters that are proceeding to, to criminal prosecution.
0: And is it the NPA that's now bringing these, this case
1: today? Yes, it's the NPA that has brought the criminal charges against the two remaining accused and it's a very significant and historical trial in that this is the first time in South Africa that the, that the charges of crimes against humanity have been included in the indictment. And as far as we're aware, the first time anywhere in the world that the crime against humanity of apartheid has been included in the charge.
0: Is that under South African law, that particular yes. charge?
1: Yes, it is. So under the South African constitution, customary international law is applicable in, in South Africa as long as it's not contrary to any other legislation. And the crime of apartheid and the crime of murder under international law have long been recognised.
0: Okay. Um, I presume that Roroch and Mfala are both fairly elderly now. I'm not saying that in the defence. I'm making a different point, which yeah. is that we've seen a previous case um, where, uh, you know, where the person who was accused eventually passed away because the court processes took so long. Now, I'm not saying that will necessarily happen here, but this is always the risk with the delay, isn't it? That, in fact, the victims and their families never get proper justice.
1: Yes, it is absolutely a concern in this matter, as well as several hundred outstanding matters that not only um, have some of the accused passed away, but that more may do so, as well as witnesses, and the fact that victims families themselves in their own lifetime don't get to be the perpetrators brought to justice in this matter you've already mentioned that randini Musi was not murdered in the attack he survived it but unfortunately he passed away in 2021 without having seen justice done because of the inordinate delay in this matter the delay was also amplified because Despite clear authority that the South African Police Service as a successor entitled to be apartheid South African police um was obliged to cover the reasonable legal costs of the accused, but it resisted doing so, which also resulted in further litigation and more delays in this matter.
0: Do you believe that the NPA is now going to actually prosecute I mean, there's still the Craddock Four, um, that they're actually going to prosecute the char- cases that they shouldn't. I'm sorry, Dr. Kimmy, for my cynicism. I'm reminded of Wusi Bukhuli, uh, as he put on affidavit, that he had been told not to prosecute these cases when he was a di- director at the NPA. I mean, the fact is that, that unless there's a proper concerted effort to do it now and quickly, people will still escape justice. So I'm a little cynical about the NPA on this score, I'm afraid. Yes, the, the
1: cynicism is well, um, well understandable. Um, certainly at the Foundation for Human Rights and various of the other legal teams that are assisting families of, of other apartheid activists. So there is a great concern that the NPA um, ought to be giving a lot more attention to these matters to move them along swiftly. Just in the credit four, as you've mentioned, the last the last remaining suspect has now passed away, um, which has created various obstacles to that trial ever proceeding. Um, So so certainly this is a significant trial because it is commencing, and we are also very hopeful that if the court upholds the international law charges, that it will pave the way for the NPA to bring those against every further accused that they finally charge.
0: Thank you very much indeed, Dr. Zaid Kimi, Executive Director of the Foundation for Human Rights. The trial then for the COSAS 4 beginning today, 23 minutes after 8.